The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. NFC Championship game, you guys beat up on the Detroit Lions. They have a wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, he's famous for knowing all the 16 wide receivers that got drafted before him. All right? There were eight quarterbacks that got drafted before you. Can you name them and what school they went to? No. No, I'm not. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I'm not that kind of guy. Um, I know a couple of the guys that got drafted before me, but I've never held a grudge for it or anything. I'm a, I'm a believer that, you know, God has a plan for everybody, and, and I fell last for a reason. And so, um, I've I haven't held any grudges against other teams. It, it all happened how it needed to, and I'm blessed to be a part, part of the 49ers. Good answer. That's, isn't that kind of <laughs> isn't that kind of the answer you expect? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Everybody was drafted ahead of me. What if he just started listing every single quarterback? Dude, that, okay. Goes, I don't just have the quarterbacks. I have every single player. Yeah, all of them. And he listed them all. Every single one, because I was picked yeah, last in the he's draft. He's a robot. You know what would be really easy? What year was he drafted? Uh, 20 Two years ago. Yeah, 20, so what, 2022, 21? Yeah. So they asked him, like, well, who was drafted ahead of you? He's like, the 2022 NFL draft. That's who was drafted ahead of me. Literally every single person. Hey, uh. To be hey, fair, though, he was drafted ahead of all of the 2023 draft picks. That's a great point. point. A full was, year ahead of him. He was, he was drafted ahead of his time. He was drafted ahead of Caleb Williams. Yeah. USC. Okay, a lot of picks ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh. Chris, you're getting dragged on the on the uh, on the, the the text line. By the way, oh no, for, for your gambling takes by one person or no? I, I that's the first thing I looked at too. Is like one guy. It happens in boxing. We're talking about athletes being compromised. Uh, this guy or a girl says, "I've legitimately had my life threatened over financial debts." Uh, people getting dealt with happens all the time. I know somebody who got dealt with because they were bad mouthing a timeshare in Vegas. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. Sorry. Check out Michael Friends says he he wrote a book called Blood Covenant. He's a former New York mobster and capo of the Colombo crime family and some of former underboss John Friends as he. I hope I'm getting that right. His specialty was athlete sports betting and leverage. To be fair, I'm not going to be that guy who's like see three go, but I think you the just answer, did. I think the <laughs> well, answer, uh, well, I want to. I'm trying to bring it home. I think the answer lies somewhere between what I'm saying and what you're saying. I truly do. I, I do think there's a ground and my worry, and I hope it's wrong, because here's the point. Like, here, here's the, the best argument against what I'm saying, what you're kind of saying, is look at all the years there's been gambling. How many of these have we really had? Like, legitimately. And now that you're legitimizing gambling, again, to your point, you know, Johnny FanDuel isn't going to be waiting outside your house. Well, that's the best argument against what I'm saying is the more legitimate it gets, the more, you know, you could like legally go after somebody and be like, Jason, you owe me a million dollars and I'm going to bankrupt you and take your assets and debt to debt. Whereas before, a little difficult to do that when the whole thing's illegal in the first right. place. Yeah. I mean, if you're going through a site, right. there's a paper trail, credit card, whatever, and then, as opposed to, hey, I know a guy. And then you're right. going through, hey, I know a guy, and you're paying. Yeah, that just that gets a little bit shady. It's just a little hinky when you're introducing this thing, not introducing it, but embracing mm-hmm. gambling 
and you're just thinking, well, all the athletes are, they'll be fine. They're not going to, it's not going to be a thing. Well, and that's why the NFL, I mean, again, it's, I'm sure, and Roger Goodell said, like, we frown upon it, we educate and all that, but yeah, every, not every commercial, FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, they put the point spread now up. That's not taboo. Announcers talk about it. It's not yeah, taboo. Yeah. Over-unders. Like, the whole thing, This I know we'll do it before the end of the week, prop bets. I mean, that that's the whole thing of the Super Bowl. And your future is this. You're going to be watching a game with at your house with your Apple Vision contacts in. I mean, you know, not the big thing. You'll have the contacts or glasses at some point. And you're going to have all the screens in front. I mean, you, have you guys seen the video of, like, these people with the Apple Vision having mm-hmm. all the, like, games in front? So you're going to have every game you want in front of you. And you're also going to have, like, eight betting tabs. And you're just sitting there live betting on, you know, everything. I mean, I'm really – when they start doing, like, will the next play be a handoff or a pass? Type, like, instantly, boom, boom, boom. And you're just doing all these little mini bets. I have no reason to believe that that's not where it's going partially chris because i am incredibly attracted to that like mm. that speaks to me yeah it's where your season season never ends never ends yeah. and the fact of the matter is is that i don't care about tennis like to a point yeah. i'll watch wimbledon but if there's a way where like i can sit there and watch you know gonna win this Vizenkov versus smith and the japanese invitational at 11 p.m and yeah, and I'm sitting there like making little little tiny bets on stuff. I'm the guy. Like I fully have a gambling problem. One hundred gambler. One hundred percent. Which is why I don't really gamble anymore. Mm-hmm. But that that speaks to I I have that that issue where you walk into a casino and you hear all the sounds and smells and whatever, and I'm like, it, it, it's very enticing. And some people like you. You've gambled. Mm-hmm. I like to gamble, but you're, you know, shockingly incredibly disciplined. With yeah, it. I don't know the last time I did, but I also could go like if we if we went on this Sean trip. Cunningham is incredibly disciplined. Is, like for real. <laughs> <laughs> if we went, to, if we were on this summer or not summer league on this uh, Super Bowl trip, yeah, I would gamble every day for sure, a hundred percent. But you would have. You would have my guess is you would have set limits every yeah. day, and once you yeah, well, hundred bucks a day, whatever. And, and we came home maybe the first day or two. I'm like, oh man, I'd like to. And then once like that is gone, oh maybe, man, I'm out of cash or that, <laughs> right? And then you just go, yeah, I don't know when. I'll, I mean, if you sure, say, hey, let's go to you know one of the local casinos here, sure. But if no one offered or doesn't happen, then I may not go for six months, a year, two. I mean, I and don't that's know. fine. Yeah, but it's also there's the there's the addiction part where it's like I have to go every day, right? And then there's the addiction part where I haven't gone in a year and I won't go in another year, but I'm gonna have a really bad night tonight because I'm into it and yeah. I can't discipline myself. Yeah, no, I can discipline myself. I'm the guy, but who's, that's difficult. I'll be disciplined, but I'm also the guy that if I'm down, there's a couple times where I'm like. Well, twelve percent on a credit card is not that like I, right. That's not right. terrible if I win. Yeah, Patrick. Well, Patrick Mahomes was asked if ab- I win about uh, who his NBA comparison would be. If I play basketball, I would just I'd be just like Steph Curry. I mean, I got the shot. I, I just got to get a, you know, a couple extra reps, you know, a couple shots up, um, and I'd be shooting just like him. I mean, I mean, like that's who I would be. Who does he sound like? Uh, he sounds like someone more and more. And Danny I, McBride in Eastbound and Down. Is it? That's the one that I've heard uh, the comparison. Here, here he is. You might have seen the picture with his shirt off, and he had kind of a little little mini boiler. 
and he was asked about that. Uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six-pack. It's just under the dad bod. So it's just, if, if, if you feel, I mean, there might be some skin there, but then underneath that, the six-pack's there. You just got to get real close, and you got to squint a little bit, and I think you'll see Oh, it. my God. No, it's not Danny McBride. It's not Danny McBride, dude. It's Alex Jones. <laughs> He's got the vocal fry of Alex Jones. Well, you're just saying that in the Texas accent. In the what? No, Texas it's his accent. vocal fry that I'm. I'm well, yeah, that in a Texas accent. Well, okay, yeah, like, that too. Here, here's Alex Jones. Uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six pack. It's just under. He's a higher. Okay, yeah, it's when higher. he started to talk about himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's Patrick Mahomes, Alex Jones. Uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six pack. It's just under the dad bod. So it's just if if, if you feel. Man, I, mean, I really hear it now. <laughs> oh no. I'm never gonna unhear it either. Oh no, he's Alex Jones. Now you're gonna, <laughs> now you're gonna really root for the Niners. Oh, I mean, yes, how could you not root for the Niners? Uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six pack. It's just under the dad bod, so it's just if, if, if you feel. I mean, there might be some. Oh my God! What? Is, that's a whole section of the country. What are they gonna do? On one hand, they can't root for the Chiefs because Taylor Swift. And Travis Kelsey's out selling uh, Vaxes and Bud Lights. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Alex Jones is your quarterback, and they're playing against San Francisco, which is a dark blue city. What are you doing? How are you picking this? I don't know. Puppy Bowl. Puppy Bowl. Can't ever go wrong with the Puppy Bowl, yeah. unless it's a deep state, radical left or right puppy. Mm. <laughs> I know those dogs. I know those dogs. We'll take a break when we come back. Uh, three for Madness. Wow, we Let's do it. Skip through. Brought to you by Fire Wings. Let's talk about this road trip. And any alarms going off from the uh, loss last night for you? Well, don't save your answer. We'll talk about that next. Three questions, three answers. It's three for madness on the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Here's question one. New boss coming in next Monday. Oh boy, better, things are about to tidy up. Things are about to change. Yeah, landscape is changing. No more screwing around. Yeah, it's going to move us up from 17 to who knows where. You can get us up. To, look, that's going to be the big. Our new PD can get us up near the top 10 mid market. Yeah, morning shows in the country. Hero, absolutely hero. Yeah. Hero comes along and whatever the rest of what she said. Uh, three for Madness. Strength to carry on. Yeah, that one. Three yeah. for Madness brought to you by Fire Wings. Uh, hey, Chris Verlag, give us question one, would you? Rate the road trip one to ten. Uh, it's one of two numbers. I'll I'll I'll, go, I'll just split the middle. I'll go seven and a half. I was going to go. I was saying seven or eight because I feel like there were two losses, so a ten would be undefeated. I'm only going to dock them two and a half for the losses because. I, I just I, I I think there's so much good about the road trip beyond the five and two, which is obviously eighty percent of my grade is the result. But you also had Harrison Barnes, you know, reawaken. Uh, Demontis Sabonis just is insane right now. Um, you know, De'Aaron Fox for the most part had a good road trip. So he took that shot to the shoulder again yesterday. Yeah, this is, he really needs this rest. I think. Um, but but I, I I like the way this team has looked overall. Malik Monk shook out of his slump, um, so yeah, I would give it a good solid seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go eight. And the reason I go eight is 
uh, yesterday we talked about in the pregame show, nobody in the history of the league has ever gone 7-0. and Nobody. No. Now, I don't know how many teams get seven-game road trips, probably more West Coast teams when they go East, uh, but nobody's ever done it. The last team to go 6-1 and one was the 15-16 Warriors. Warriors, yeah. So, I mean, had they won yesterday, which they didn't, but they would have been in pretty special ground. So, it's not a 10, mm-hmm. certainly not in the middle. Of, I mean, it was good, and I – more, uh, there's pretty good basketball on the way, so I'm going to give it an eight. Considering the fact that before the trip, you and I both agreed that our our baseline was three and four, yeah, and that anything target f- was four and three. Kind target of. was four and three, and that that we would take four and three mm-hmm. and walk away. Yep. We end up with five and two. Yeah, so, with a chance at six and one. That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, number two, please. Question two. Did last night's loss set off any alarms for you? Uh. No, no, not not in the classic sense of like, oh my gosh, because you have to you have to kind of see if this is a, a a thing. But the Cavs are really good down low, and it did expose the lack of interior defense the Kings have. Here's why the alarm's not going off. Maybe it's just beeping a little bit for me. Is the Cavs also might be the best team at that in the league, especially right now. So I don't know if that's a oh, dude, you're playing the Cavs and they're on a they're on a smoker right now, yeah. Or hey, and I think it's kind of a combination of the two. But no, nothing last night. This, this I don't want to call it a schedule loss, but this just looked like you're t- you're at the end of a season high long road trip. You're playing the hottest team in the league. You stuck with them for two and a half, three quarters, and in the end, you just didn't have it. Yeah, no alarms, but I think what it did remind me of is I didn't think the Kings played that poorly. Cleveland played well, and then since they did, you look at it and you go, wow, the Kings aren't there. That's right. that's the alarm that it would be where I think the Kings have been playing good basketball. It's been a good road trip. Even those those losses before this uh, winning streak started or the winning started was to Phoenix and Milwaukee that could have been wins. Um, it. You know, I know the team wants to be great. I know they want to be a championship caliber team. Sure. It Dave, the only alarm it said is like, I don't think they're there. And I don't think that's incriminating, but right. like what's the team goal? If they're trying to do it this year, they I don't see there. it. No. Now, doesn't mean you have to panic and like, hey, break this up by the trade deadline. No, but can they be patient? Can more people be patient with this team? And that, again, that doesn't mean, hey, just be content with what they are. It's kind of somewhere in between keep pushing but you're not there yet. I will continue to push the parallels between the Denver Nuggets and the Sacramento mm-hmm. Kings until otherwise it told not to. It took the Nuggets several years. It took the Nuggets several yeah. years. And by the way, you'll remember, um, it took a while for Nikola Jokic to get the respect he yeah. deserved. And it also took a while for the Nuggets to get the respect. Remember last year, they were the number one seed. And I was like, eh, yeah, yeah, but. And some teams, let's be honest, would have fired Michael Malone. That's right. Like, yes, he was winning. He was. But it's like, yeah, prove it. You got to go farther. And they didn't. So, oh. they stayed with it. I want to thank the text line at uh, 916-339-1140. This is a great point they, they uh, brought up. So the Warriors, uh, what did you say, 15-16? Mm-hmm. Last team to go 6-1. and one. That's exactly right. That stat was true yesterday, but it's not true today. Is it the Clippers? The Clippers yeah. just wrapped up yesterday a 6-1 road trip in which they went to Toronto, Boston, Cleveland, Washington, Detroit, Miami, and finished up against Atlanta last night, 149 Who was their loss? Their one loss was to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. And there you go. They're pretty hot. Mm-hmm. So are the Clippers. Yeah. Number two, please. Question three. Cleveland Clippers. On a scale of one to ten, how worried are you about the Pistons? 
Uh, that music's really loud. Uh, Chris said on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you about the Pistons? Just in case. Um, 12? <laughs> I, 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 You're worried because you don't want to lose to them. That's correct. Yeah. I'm worried because I don't want to lose to them. I'm worried because the Pistons are one of those teams that have enough young people yeah. on it. That Kate Cunningham's are, back, too. Yes, he is. And on every any given night, we've seen it. We saw what they did in the middle of their losing streak to Boston. And so what they did to the Kings, they scored 47 in the first quarter against Sacramento. Exactly right. And the right. Kings still won comfortably, but that was awful. And the Kings are notoriously, notoriously, it seems, terrible on the first game back from a long road trip. So you have a lot of factors there. I hope they just come out step on the neck and be done with it. But this game, this game does, this game seems like a game where they're going to be down quite a bit. And then if they do end up winning, it'll be a little bit like the Memphis game. It'll be a little bit like the Memphis game where in the end they'll, they'll win it, but you'll find yourself kind of frustrated. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know if it, I don't want to say it helps, but the fact that they did lose yesterday, definitely has their antennas up and like, Hey, look, we're playing better. Let's get right back in the wind column. They know what's ahead, man. They played Denver, Starting Friday, three times in eight games. Uh, they got a really difficult schedule before the break here. And this is on paper, and not even on paper. It's the easiest team they play. This is the worst team in the league. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you worry about it because you know what it would be a Wilody, right? right? A home loss to Detroit would be 100%. bad. I mean, does it mean you have to respect them? Of course they can beat you. That doesn't, I, I don't want to make it that. Yeah, of course. Of course they can. But they just beat uh, OKC by like 16. Detroit, yeah, maybe two or three games ago. But even with that, they're not very good. They're still in single-digit wins. you got to beat them. Detroit is easily the easiest game you're going to play for a while. You've got San Antonio on the 22nd. But as you pointed out yesterday, Jason, you, you have Detroit and Denver at home. Then you're back on the road for three. OKC, Phoenix, and Denver, all three playoff teams. Yeah. Uh, then you come home for San Antonio, one game. Uh, then you go, by the way, there's the all-star break. Yeah. There. But even after the all-star break, at Clippers, home Miami, at Denver, at Minnesota, and that takes you all the way up to March 4th yeah. when you get a home game against Chicago. Yeah, so from that last night, Cleveland to the Minnesota game, it was an 11-game stretch with the two being Spurs yes. and Pistons. Everyone else is really good. This is the most brutal part of the schedule. Yep. They're in it yep. right now. And if, look, they were just a season high, 10 games over 500. If you can stay around that That'll and you good. go into March, they'll be good. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're going to be just fine. We will take a break. Uh, when we come back, let's lay all this out for you, by the way. By the way, how, am, how are we going to do this? We got the Jiffy Loop Drive of the game coming up. We'll get to that. Am I allowed to just throw this out there every once in a while? It's the magic word. Sure. Why not? Uh, I want you to bring the beach to your big game party. So, Zachtown Sports has teamed up with Beach Hut Deli to hook you up with a. This is a pretty legendary spread. Artisan sandwiches and more for 20 people. It's a $300 value, courtesy of Beach Hut Deli. Now, in order to win the big game platter, we're going to be dropping keywords all week starting today. So you know the drill. Just write it down. At the end of the week, it'll come in handy. Today's keyword is Viva. 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 Okay. V-I-V-A. Could be a Coldplay reference. I don't know. Don't know what the rest of the sentence is or whatever, but you're writing, I see you're writing it down. Viva. Viva. Okay. I would say Viva Sean Salisbury. Could be. He's joining us at 8.13. Viva Ryan Leaf, former NFL quarterback, ESPN and Sirius XM game analyst. He'll 
join us at 927. But coming up next, the Cavs stay hot and uh, the Kings lose on this road trip. We've got some a uh, couple highlights for you, but we'll get some postgame sound for you next. Only place in the morning to get your sports fix. Live and local. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. I was thinking uh, last night for some reason about that uh, that Apple Vision thing. Uh huh. It's like, will, will that ever have like a like? Could that have a, a show benefit? Like, will there be a time where like we're all you know, screens and stuff, and hey, let's play that clip, and you know, hey, look, here's Someday. the thing, yeah, here's our YouTube feed. It'd be a little weird though if I was doing the show with a Apple Vision goggles. Wouldn't it be more so for the people watching? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It'd be weird yeah. to them. Yeah, like I'm sitting here with like ski goggles. No, that they're watching that way, and not oh. they look at this the same way, but they're picking like, hey, but I want to see that highlight they're talking about, mm. right? Or that mm. audio clip. Or- Interesting. Where you could do that, where you just have like the virtual audience there, all in there. I don't know. I mean, thirty five hundred bucks though. Is that what it is? Yeah, thirty five hundred bucks before you know the battery clip. And I went into the Apple Store and just like put together a, uh, put together a a a cart. Hmm. It's more like four grand, really, when it's all said and done. And that's 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 a first off, that's a lot of money. Period. End of statement. Secondly. That's a lot of money for a uh, first-run item, right? You know, where they haven't figured out all the, they don't have all the stuff ready for it. They haven't figured out all the bugs. So far, the best things I've seen is like, you can watch a bunch of sports, you can watch movies like on the moon, you know, like a virtual moon, and you're just chilling watching this giant, huge screen, and uh, you can, um, you know, like have a recipe chilling in front of you while you're cooking. You know, stuff like that. I think there's other uses people are going to find for this virtual reality that we can't really talk about. That's going to be half their audience, by the way, but that's a whole different ballgame. But recipes chilling in front of you while you're cooking, can you see? Yeah, so that's the whole thing is that you put these goggles on and I can see everything. It's it's they want you to call it spatial computing, but it's it's augmented reality where like you can uh, still see the stuff you're cutting up, but also there's the yeah they were showing a guy like chopping on the cutting board and putting everything together and meanwhile you have like the recipe right here so here's your pot that's boiling you're putting the potatoes in there you're like okay next i need to do the thing and you just you have a timer going over that you can stick to the oven Mm. so when you like look left and here's your oven there's the big giant timer above it it's i mean there's some you know there's some cool stuff here's the ball game in the corner i move my tv over here so i'm in the kitchen I still have to bring in my the, my kids' meta quest for you guys so we can play golf. Okay, we'll do that. See if because uh, I also feel with like with the pastrami I'm, slicer. With the pastrami slicer, yeah, I'm way behind on that. Harrison Barnes spoke post game about the Sacramento Kings' loss to the Cavaliers. Get going in a rhythm like that, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game to win. Uh, but I think this tonight's performance aside, I think this road trip. I thought we. Did a good job of, of trying to be consistent. Um, you know, trying to go on these road trips. You want to try to finish over 500. So, you know, I thought we accomplished that. So that's something we can feel good about. You guys were top five um, over the last five games in defensive rating. Um, but did you did you feel a little slippage 
there tonight, and, and as much as you might not want to point to it, is, is fatigue just uh, a fact of life when, when you get to the end of a trip like this? I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily physical fatigue, but mentally, you know, I think we even we could have obviously been a lot better tonight. Um, like I said, when you look at their shooters, all down the line, uh, you know, Donovan, Karras, Darius, uh, Dean, um, Max, you know, I mean, all their guys were able to get clean looks, consistent looks all night. So, uh, you know, I think we just have to do a better job of, you know, these last few games here going into all-star break, just staying focused, making sure that, you know, we continue to do the little things defensively. How important is that you guys are going to go home for two now and then how how important is it to, to, to finish strong going into the break and then like last year coming out of the break was big for you guys um, so how do you how do you look at that it's big I think we look at the standings um, all these games you know they, they matter they matter come you know April when you're when you're looking at a game here a game there um, you know it's easy sometimes to say oh, okay you know it's, it's you know breaks come around the corner and you know you want to take your foot off the gas but you know these are these are really important games for us on uh, what we're trying to accomplish. Harrison, you've had a lot of big games in this building against this Cavaliers team. What makes this group so effective that they've got right now? Man, I think they've done a really good job of, uh, I mean, roster construction, right? I mean, when you have, you know, Jared and um, Evan, you know, defensively, you know, they do a really good job of, of funneling things to them. Obviously, Donovan, you know, he's, he's a, you know, offensive, you know, machine in terms of, not only the points that he can generate, but being able to generate buckets for everyone else. And then they have a ton of shooters, you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, obviously Darius can play on the ball and off the ball, but the rest of their roster, you know, they, they keep the floor space. So they do a really good job of uh, making have to make decisions out there. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think this stretch has been? What has it done for you guys in terms of, like, the bond and the togetherness? And then you had a little bit of a rough stretch before, and, and now, you know, has this... I don't know, but just being on the road, winning some games, it'll bring everybody closer together. I mean, it's been a fun road trip. I don't think anyone's uh, going to lie about that, but I think the biggest thing is is having fun while you're winning. You know, I think that just solidifies everything else. You know, when, when you're not playing your best basketball, you know, everyone just feels like, man, there's just, you know, juice that we're leaving on the table, you know, wins that we're leaving on the table. And I think when we look at this road trip, um, you know, the two losses that we, that we had, I mean, those teams, I mean, they, they beat us, you know, flat out. But, you know, I think we can feel good about these wins and come back home. Uh, just, you know, refocus for that. All right. That, I mean, I think that last statement is, is really the most accurate. Like, Miami beat them. And Clay, like, literally, yes, I know they score more points. But right, they, they beat them. You know, the Kings, it would have taken. I didn't think they played that terribly against the, the Heat. Could have won. Had to do some things right. Yesterday, I mean, for a while they were hanging with, the, the Cavs, but I don't know. I've never felt like the Kings were going to win just because no. Cleveland was that good. They beat the, the Sacramento Kings. They outplayed them. How good are the Cavs right now? Uh, Woj put this out this morning. The Cavs are 14-1 and one in their past 15. That's tied for the best record over a 15-game span in franchise history. Wow. It is the best record over a 15-game span without LeBron James on the roster, and they are now, of course, 32-16 and 16 and second in the East. Yeah. And some quality wins. You mentioned beating the Clippers, now beating the Kings. I mean, just mm -hmm. along the way, it's when that group's right, you can see how they, they can be pretty dangerous. Uh, a couple other Woj notes here while I'm on this page. Uh, Joel Embiid did undergo mm -hmm. a left meniscus procedure, uh, and he will be reevaluated in approximately four weeks. Uh, how his recovery goes over those weeks will be the telltale sign as to 
whether or not he returns, but it says the belief is that the door isn't closed on his return this season. Hmm. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, again, reevaluated in four weeks. Just based on Joel Embiid's pass, I don't think of him as a quick healer. No. No. And I just don't know what their approach will be. Like, they were closer to being a championship team. They're not without him. No. no. So, you know, the deadline's in two days. Does that change things for for Philly? I, I just I don't know what the approach will be there. I mean, they're currently 30-19. and 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, They've lost 6-10. They're 7.5 back. And they're nine. They're eight and a half ahead of the Hawks for the play-in. I yeah. mean, they're they're not at that kind of risk. They are going to have. I think they're the team. Like that's probably the best team that's going to have the most. They have so much money this upcoming season. Basically, yeah. it's Embiid. I mean, Maxi will kick in at some point. But Harris comes off. They've got a bunch of guys that are basically on final years of a deal. They're going to have. They're going to be free agency players in the off season. Would the smart move be just to? I mean, honestly, wouldn't the smart move, in a sense, be shelf Embiid, trade what you can, especially with these expirings. Trade Harris. Yeah, get a lot get, of money, get, get something in return for that. Get a better pick. I'm not saying tank, tank, but you no. know the the whole. Control Still might make the playoffs. Yeah. See what you do there with this group, and then, yeah, I mean, you basically off everybody, offload everybody you can, other than Maxi and Embiid, and then you got you, you sign a free agent and draft well and. Here you go. Yeah, especially if you can pick up picks. So that'll be interesting to watch what yeah. they do over the next couple of days. Um, speaking of the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard has a 25-5 and five record uh, over the last 30 while averaging 26.4 points, 57% from the field, 51% from behind the arc. And 92 from the line. He is the first player to average 25 on 55, 50, and 90 shooting splits over any 30-game span of all time. I, I, I bring this up in a sense, Jason, because with Joel Embiid shelved, and I also think on top of that, perhaps the the way the NBA, for good reason, Landscape has kind of forgotten about Kawhi Leonard. He's averaging 25, 6, and 4 on tremendous percentages and, of course, first-team all-defense. And he's doing that for a team that just right now is 34 and 15. But again, when you look at you know their start, this is a team that very easily could flirt with mid to high 50s should we, we be sniffing around Kawhi Leonard and MVP a little bit? I don't think it's a bad idea, bad conversation. Would Could the counter also be, I mean, when it really, really changed was James Harden. No, no one. No, it should not be. Why? Because I don't like him. <laughs> and it goes against my narrative. Isn't uh, that when it truly, I mean, I guess it went backwards before it went forwards. It did. It did. Um and it's tough to decide, you know, or Paul George. Look, he's playing as well. He's an all-star. Well, that's a tough one where you have three guys that candidates on one team, basically. I say that in part, though, because right now, Joel Embiid's off the board. He ain't, he ain't right. he's, he's not going to qualify. 
Nikola Jokic is minus 150. Again, that means you got to put $150 down to win 100 bucks. That's a huge favorite. Followed by Shea Gilgis Alexander at plus 230. Giannis at plus 650. I bring that up because right now, Kawhi Leonard, if you put $100 down and Kawhi Leonard won the MVP, you'd win 10 grand. Ooh. He's plus 10,000. And if he didn't, the guys show up at your kid's school. They show up at the school. By the way, if you put $100 down on DeMontis Sabonis and he wins, you win $40,000. Okay. But he didn't make the all-star team. He didn't make the all-star Oh, my God. That'd be so great. Win the MVP. And did, I think all-star. Did, yeah, didn't he just – did he – did I see that right? Did he just pass Jokic for triple for doubles? Triple yeah, I believe so. What are we waiting on? I mean, what, what, for MVP? Yeah. yeah. He has no respect at all. Just keep carrying that chip with him. <sighs> All right, we will take a break when we come back. You know what? We've got room here. Uh, we we're going to talk more Kings, but I'm going to shift on the fly here. We have so much Super Bowl sound. Okay. We'll get back there because we haven't even heard from Kyle Shanahan. And someone might have found some Alex Jones sound to go along with. Oh, okay. Here we go. So the Steph Curry of the NFL might also be the Alex Jones of the NFL. We've got Super Bowl audio for you. And by the way, if you'd like, we're going to do the Jiffy Lube drive of the game in the next segment. We will uh, take a break. Do I have that here? Okay. So when we come back, Super Bowl sound and more right after this. sources and he, he just kind of tells it as it is and gets to the point jason ross he has a lot of pretty smart things to, to say he's good at what he does on Sacktown sports before we get to the super bowl sound but uh, some of you might be interested in this las vegas mayor did an interview yesterday and she was asked about the a's changing sites for example they said we have a binding agreement somewhere else right. and then two weeks later they said now we have a binding agreement at the tropicana right. <laughs> um, we had entertained them down here we have a very large complex probably about 60 acres we probably could cobble together more land so they could possibly have 100 acres um and it's in the historic old part of town which is where all major interstate highways come together. We have seven access points to it. It is in an opportunity zone. There are all these benefits. And so when they said no, I thought, hmm, this doesn't make sense. Here's a great site. They can get a great price on it because it's owned by the city. We went out to reach for them. And yet, no, they're going to go out, want to get closer to the strip with all the congestion and everything. And I thought, this does not make sense. And so why is it happening? And then I thought, well, because they really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent um, dream. And yet they can't get it on. That's incredibly smooth incredibly what could go wrong here dave uh she went on to say it's not done till it's done um if they stay in oakland i would expect you guys would get uh, an expansion team uh before long and i feel like a lot of people want that i mean then you would have your own vegas branded team 
that isn't just kind of this this migrating team, Oakland would get to keep the team they love. Well, it's true, and it very well could be Oakland. And it is possible after, even though they're talking about that small little site, it's not done till it's done. And in my opinion, they could turn around and say, you know what, we want to come back downtown. We're going to take that whole neighborhood, put in a hotel and put in this whole sports complex and marry with the university and do all these great technology things and stuff. So until it's done, it's not done. Okay. Imagine, like, just, I know what city we're in here. Imagine the Seattle mayor. Saying those things about the Kings on the way. Well, you know, I mean, they should probably stay in Sacramento. Yeah. And, None of that was being said. Uh, at the same time yesterday uh, that they were doing this interview, probably, uh, a Nevada teachers union through a political action committee has sued the state and Governor Joe Lombardo to block the bill that gives the A's $380 million in stadium funding. This thing ain't over, man. Yeah, This thing is... This thing, even the mayor of Las Vegas is like, why wouldn't they take this site? Oh, because they probably want to stay in Oakland. And this is all one giant leverage play. Is it weird that both cities want a baseball team but don't want this owner? Oh, I don't think it's weird at all. Yeah. I but like, like, have you ever seen no. anything like this before? Yes, in, that, in, this, in the aspect of weird's definition being something that just doesn't happen, yeah. Yeah, and that's to me one of the issues I have with it. Like if in any of this it's for Fisher to get to Vegas to ultimately sell, like that's a true crime. Yeah. Like if you want to sell here, sell here and keep them here right. or let someone else decide and have a clear path, clear idea, better concept. But if it's to go there and then sell because you think there's a higher valuation or higher chance to sell for more, I I don't I don't even know if he's got I don't think he'll have a good product in Vegas. No, like, that's not like, right away. He can't. Well, not even like even like years down the road. Like you're gonna have a very you're gonna have the smallest stadium in the league. Yes, you're gonna be in the 40th market. Yes, you're gonna still be paying for the stadium. Right. You're gonna be. Are you gonna be good? Are you not gonna be good? You're, <laughs> you're, you're competing with the Knights. Yeah, and timing is and everything. Like if he was 10 years ago, and he'd have been ahead of all of that. Right. But he's not. No. And now you've got football there basketball maybe even more basketball coming but you've got the WNBA you've got the the team that everyone loves there's the night like that's their team oh Knights I didn't grab it but the mayor was just like because he did ask about the NBA it's like what happens if we get an NBA team she's like oh no it's gonna be when. it's when yeah it's if. and it yeah, is they're coming. yeah we've said this for years Seattle and Vegas are your next right they're your next franchises and, and that's realignment gonna, move Memphis yes, and maybe Minnesota out of the west that will happen within the next three to five years max three to five years they're they're just waiting on the cba to be done and the tv deal then to and be lebron done. to retire yeah. right right because lebron will take the vegas team um so you're competing against the hockey the basketball the football vegas the, 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 itself the, the city i i don't want to forget i i gotta throw the aces in there oh, because absolutely. that could be that could be at or near the top right, right? they they own vegas as well and yes Against Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, like weekends like this coming up Super Bowl. But it's not just that. It's the race they now have that's a yeah, nine-year F1. deal. Yeah, uh, Boxing mm-hmm. and uh, MMA that's and right. concerts and the sphere and whatever's going to be bigger and greater right. than the sphere that's coming out. That's right. And you're and, and again, if you're the, the how how Rob Manfred doesn't just step in and say, okay, enough's enough. This is this is just this is not going well. Uh, 
Joe Lacob, whomever, get in here. Let's broker a good deal. John, be fair. Tell you what. Uh, and he's got leverage because he can very simply say, sell the team. And if you don't sell the team, okay, that's cool. We're going to slap a $500 million relocation fee onto wherever you go. You're going to end up making the same amount of money, dude. Sell the team. We're going to put public pressure on you if you don't. Like, we're trying to get him to sell the team. He's being a ding-dong right now. Get him out of baseball. Sell the team to Lakeup or whoever. Mm-hmm. Keep him in Oakland. And then just tell Vegas, wink, wink, nod, died. Yep. You, you got, you're going to have your, you don't want the A's. You don't want the athlete. You don't want, you want your own Las Vegas, you know, flashy blackjack neon team. The 21s. The 21s. Yeah. Yes. Whatever it may be. You want your own history. You don't want this and you don't want John Fisher. Yeah. Earlier we uh, were playing some uh, Super Bowl quotes and uh, we, we discovered that Patrick Mahomes sounds like somebody. Who'd you say it was at first? Uh, I've seen the comparison of Danny McBride and Eastbound. Yeah, down. which I didn't hate that at all. Uh, but then upon further listening, he kind of sounds like a higher pitched Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> here's the here's the answer that got us here. Um, uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six pack. It's just under the dad bod, so it's just if you, it- you got that vocal fry, right? Uh, so, <laughs> Chris, you've put together. A little mishmash here. Yeah, just put that clip right next to Alex Jones talking. Okay, here we go. Uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six pack. It's just under the dad bod, so it's just if you, if you feel. I mean, there might be some skin there, but then underneath that, the six pack's there. You just got to get real close, and you got to squint a little bit, and I think you'll see it. Months before we taped this, decided to do this because I haven't done this in a while. We took photos a year ago, and then about six months ago, and the weight loss is dramatic already from what happened before. Knowing you got a weight loss clip in there too. <laughs> That's really close. It's really- like, I don't even think it's that much more higher pitch. No, it's not. You're so right. You got to squint a little bit, and I think you'll see it. Months before we taped this, decided to do this because I haven't done this in a while. We took photos. If you, if you, he goes a little lower, Alex, but little bit. But wow. But if you put like if 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 you had the same. Music in the background, even their cadence. Keep that the six packs there. You just got to get real close, and you got to squint a little bit, and I think you'll see it. Months before we taped this, decided to do this because I haven't done this in a while. We took photos a year ago, and then about six months ago, and the weight loss is dramatic already from what happened before. Wow, good poll by you. You identified that. Yeah, great, great job with Chris there. Put them side by side. So but you, like that, you heard it. Oh my heard God! So. Patrick Mahomes is a Steph Curry of Alex Jones's. <laughs> wow. God, now he's going to be hanging out with Nick Bosa. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. Uh, real quick, here's Kyle Shanahan on Brock Purdy being a game manager. When you talk about game managing, what exactly does that mean that Brock does in this offense particular about managing the game? It's such a weird conversation to hear the whole world talk about this, but like... In my opinion, there's no such thing as a great quarterback if you can't be a game manager. Like, so I don't get how being a system quarterback and a game manager is a negative. Like, the job of a quarterback is to manage the game, and it is to run the system. The system is what you work on all week. That's what the whole line works on. That's what your five eligibles work on. That's everything. And the quarterback, if you want to be great, you better be able to run that system, and you better be able to manage the game. But if you want to stay in that position, 
understand that no system is going to be perfect. There's going to be times where you have no answers. And if you want to stay there, you better make some plays. And that's how you become a consistent quarterback. You're a game manager. You run the system right. And you can make plays. And if you don't have those three things, it's a matter of time. One game, two game, two years, it's a matter of time. But Brock does all three of those things, so I don't I don't get what we're talking about. All right, one more thing. I know we got to go, and I know why Chris is laughing, and I can't not say it. You want to be real careful here, and I'm just going to say that in my personal opinion, which could totally be wrong, and if it is, I super apologize. But, Jason, if I didn't know any better, I'd say leading into Monday – you got a long week ahead of you. Maybe knowing you're facing the media and you're going to do all this stuff, maybe maybe Kyle went out and had a couple pops beforehand. Because if I didn't know any better, I'd say old Coach Shanahan's feeling pretty, pretty good. And this, I think, I think seals the case a little bit. It's funny to hear Jed say that because it wasn't the smartest moment I've ever had. I mean... When owner comes in after training camp practices and is like, hey, how's the quarterback? And he, what he means is the starter yeah. or the second. And you and Irritation go, I don't know, but our third guy's the best. Like, that's not what he wants to hear. So that's why he remembers it very strong. But that was just more, Brock was so good right away with every rep he got. He was always the same. And he only got a couple of them. So it was, it was easy for me to say. Because in his few reps, he was the best. But... If you know that for a fact, I mean, then you do what you do right away. But he was the best, and but you ease that on. And every time he got a little more reps, it was the same as when he only got two. And so when it was all said and done and he got a lot of playing time, it was like, oh, this looks exactly like what I told you when I was irritated. And he only had three reps. And I said, no, he's the best. But that's what was so real about Brock. That's why after his seven games, his rookie year, even when he got hurt, we knew what we had because he'd been that way in practice every day, and it was the exact same way in the games. Uh, very talkative. Very talkative yeah. and a little slurry. Yeah. However, let me just say, and we'll go to Consistency. Right? A, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just tired. And if so, super apologize for even insinuating it. It just looks like it. But B, let me also say this. If he had a few pops, if he was a little buzzed, God bless you, Coach Shanahan. You yeah. go for it. Who said? Who says that's wrong? You right. got the game's not for a week. Yeah, you're going into media night. It's not giving up trade secrets. You had a couple martinis. Yeah, go for it, brother. <laughs> a couple martinis. martinis. <laughs> Have some fun. Yeah, we'll take a break. Give me a couple of those martinis. Give me a couple martinis. Hey, donkey. Give me a couple <laughs> martinis. When we come back, five games left before the break. One game left before the trade deadline. Where are we at? Also, Sean Salisbury at 813. We'll take caller number one right now. 1-800-920-1140. Your Jiffy Lube drive of the game from last night. Just call in. Let us know what the drive of the game was. If you got it right, hey, you got yourself a $100 gift certificate. We're right back on Sackdown Sports.